0: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's
1: Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal.
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cast. We come to you after another win. Yes, I repeat, another win for Yeovil Oval Town. That's two home wins in a row, and I think that's probably as much as we did last season. So uh, uh, one man who was there to see it all was a man who didn't see a great deal of success last season. Uh, he was part, but he's seen plenty of it this season. Uh, Mr. Ian Perkins. Hello.
1: Hello. I, do we need to quantify plenty? I mean, I've seen... Well, Plenty,
0: but plenty, yeah. plenty more than I have—that's for sure—and plenty more than our other guest, the one and only, back again for, by popular demand, Mister Ben Barrett.
2: Can we quantify popular demand? <laughs>
0: yes. No, we can't. <laughs> no, we no quantification so. of anything. My words are completely without <laughs> meaning as ever. Uh, well, yes, we have been accused of such. Um, yes. Hello. How are we? Are we okay? All right, how are you, mate? You've been—you haven't drowned under four games a week. Uh, four games a, a week. four so, games a week. Four games a week. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Four not, games a day. <laughs> I've it's that. a
2: lot of football in it. That's a lot. Of football, it's too yeah. much football. Yeah, I'm really Ooh. looking forward to the. I'm really looking forward to the next expanded World Cup.
0: Yeah, there'll be even more. Then won't right now, and there are FA Cup games on today as well.
2: Yeah, uh, too much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I jumped from Croatia, Canada to Derby, Newport to. Ebb's fleet to everywhere. I've been. You've been around the world, today. <laughs> nice. No, not really. I'm not. Right, I'm so. not having
1: this too much. It's not. It's not right. I'm.
2: I'm. It's too much.
0: I was going to say you don't have to watch it, although he, Ben does. Yeah, it's his job.
2: It's also, it's not. It's not bonus football. No. End of the season, you yeah. do everything you need to do, and then it's bonus football season time. This is not bonus football. No. This is inconvenient in the middle of the season football. So you're not enjoying the World Cup then? I, if my boss is listening, I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a bit
0: much. Yeah. Well, and
2: and that some of the teams aren't very good.
0: It's going to quieten down, isn't it?
2: Yeah, Qatar only... and it, Qatar are doing a great job of advertising, of making a case for a 16 team World Cup, not expanding the damn <laughs> thing, cutting the thing in half. You um, just
0: do what the Qataris do when they're not playing very well. You just leave a half time. Yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Might get you the sack in your job, but, yeah. But anyway, talking of someone who didn't leave at halftime I and someone
2: who so stuck
0: at these. it all the way through, <laughs> Ian. Ian. Yeah. Hi. Uh, you <laughs> went to Jewish <laughs> Park on Saturday, I understand. <laughs> I and did. it looked, from the uh, highlights, absolutely horrendous weather-wise. And
1: it was horrific.
0: It was horrific. Um... But the football, or the result at least, was slightly better. So tell us, from the off, how horrific was the weather from the beginning? Was it pretty bad to start with or did it worse? Uh,
1: It was really windy at the start, but not raining. And as always at Hewish Park, it seems impossible to play any sort of real quality of football in the wind. So we really struggled to... We really struggled to have that sort of fluency that we'd had before. And I think I kept saying on commentary without what I kept insinuating on commentary without saying, this is like when we played under Chris Hargreaves because there was lots of back sideways, sideways, all the way around the defense, just the back five back to the goalkeeper. Um, And there was a lot of that, but that was, you know, largely due to the fact that as soon as you went forward and went direct, it, just carried all the way through to the goalkeeper. So there, there was a reluctance to do that. And Halifax kind of cut off any of those out balls. So every time either side of the centre-backs wanted to get, you know, to, to Jory Johnson or to Jamie Record, Halifax kind of cut that off and they just had to go back inside to the centre-back or back to Grant Smith. So Halifax did sort of set up really well and matched us and prevented us from playing I think there was a there was a spell where we had quite a few passes but by the end of it the supporters were just like get it for!" <laughs> and it just yeah it was in it was a it was a difficult game I think the teams playing into the wind probably had it easier I think Halifax played well in the first half and there's a couple of chances on the highlights almost like identical chances where the ball comes across and the six-yard box and I thought they were I thought they fluffed their lines massively on those. I
0: think they were really good One where the guy couldn't believe quite what he'd done, did he? He was like heading, heading his knees moment, I think. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and then I think we did better in that second half, certainly getting the ball and, and playing. We played better with it in that second half, but obviously there was a couple of big incidents that changed things. But yeah, I think the, the, the weather did impact the quality of the football. The manager said afterwards it wasn't a brilliant game of football and it it wasn't really. But I think given what happened in that second half and how we finished, the result was extremely important in comparison to the performance. Yeah.
2: It's been, becoming a, been a bit of a, a regular feeling under Marku President, that feeling of um, trying to dampen immediate expectations whilst raise long-term expectations. I like what he said afterwards about how we're not Barcelona yet, but we're just going to go and try and pick up points and learn and get it along the way. And I thought that was really good actually, because you can see that he wants to get to a place, but recognizes that it's a long journey. He said, he said something about needing a whole pre-season before we can really get to get where he's going. And that's really forward thinking. Um, But, if you can have that journey and pick up points along the way, that's that's the key, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think he alluded to that in the in the pre match in the week, didn't he? As well, saying that we're not going to be playing how I want us to play until we've done pre season. And I think I think the way that we set up at Notts County lended itself perfectly to what we had to go for in that second half. It was almost like. That ninety-minute barrage was perfect preparation for going down to ten and having to see out, see out a dogged one-nil. Um, but yeah, I agree. I I like how he's <laughs> managing everyone's expectations and not letting us
0: get too ahead of ourselves. Do you think people have expectations? Because I saw a few. Because I I wrote his post-match up as something about he refuses to apologise um, or had made no apologies for the for 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 the performance, but kind of everyone that I saw comment on it said, yeah, that was just all about the result and it's got nothing to do with the um the performance and everybody seems to be quite all right with that. Do you think after the start we've had that there are any expectations?
1: I don't think I don't know. I don't think there are. I don't have any I, I don't have any expectations for this season now. No. I mean, if we grind out results like that in the FA Trophy, then, you yeah. know, no reason there won't be any silverware at the end of the season in, in a cup competition. But I'm not looking at these results and thinking, oh, we're on a run now, yeah. playoffs inbound, especially when you look at the other results that there were yesterday. Older shot one, won. who else one around us. Yeah, Maidstone,
0: said, got a point, didn't they? So. Yeah,
1: and Maidstone as well. So... Yeah. You know that result is even more important because it sort of keeps us in the same
0: place we were. Yeah. Because everyone else managed to nick a result too. Maybe it's because people keep talking about playoffs in the pre-match press conferences that uh, he thinks that everyone thinks <laughs> we should be going for a playoff.
2: <laughs> Maybe. If um if we beat Bromley, who are in eighth, we're four points behind him.
1: Isn't there fair, no. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just doing maths. Yeah. What Sport about memory. if the teams below Bromley
0: win? Well, that's, that's, okay. I'm not worried about.
1: I'm not worried about any of them. Yeah, we just got to focus
0: on ourselves. We're Let the mathematics do its do its own. <laughs> yeah. Twenty nine
1: take away twenty two
0: plus three. That's yeah. it. That's all that's, we're doing. That, that's simple maths. Yeah. That is yeah. simple yeah. maths.
1: You know, maths is not the strong point of us. <laughs> Our oh,
0: podcast, not, not, not many strong <laughs> points now, but before we get on to the second half, because we kind of moved into the second half now. In that, so in that first half, uh, like you say, some good chances for Halifax, yeah, not a great deal going forward from us, but then two minutes before half time, 43 minutes, I think. Um, good corner nuts. came in, yeah. Corner came in, and if you if you want to see the corner and a beautiful shot of the away end at Jewish Park, then watch the highlights because they they really captured you know they got I think cinematic beauty of the place. But there is also a video of the um uh taken I think by a Halifax fan because it's side on, isn't it? The, yeah. Um, according to the Twitter account the Halifax F, uh, FC Halifax supporters group, wasn't a penalty, but it appears to show. Owen Bevan getting curled to the ground. Um, their argument was he was on his way down before he even started, but from the moment that that clip begins, Luke Summerfield, I think it is his arms are wrapped around Owen Bevan, um, and then <laughs> Literally just like hurls him on the floor at the end of it. And I think it might be just dawned in Someone has got a, a, a bit of a bear hug around just staunting. that wasn't you, was it, Ben? I know you fancy I, giving him a hug, I, don't you? I, I
2: can only dream of such things. Um <laughs> I I I don't think it's a penalty. I think it's two.
0: <laughs> there you go, double penalty.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it Tell was. Talk us through
0: that. Talk us through that
2: little moment, because I just started listening actually about five minutes before. And there was a, there was what I would describe as shenanigans, it sounded like. Before the corner came in,
1: yeah, there was that usual sort of pushing and shoving. was sort of lined up on the edge of the box, edge of the eighteen-yard box, which is why you can't see him on that on the highlights clip. Um, so there, I think there was two or three of them on the edge, all with Halifax players for company. And the referee blows his whistle before they take the corner to have a word with the Halifax defenders because they've got their arms round. Is specifically that situation with Owen Bevan and Summerfield. He he calls him out and tells him to cut it out. And then and you hear he, the
0: crowd, don't you? On that on the on the commentary, you hear the crowd like going. So it's obvious something's happening.
1: Yeah. And then so corner comes in, bit of a short routine, something fancy. Um, and as you see on the other bit of footage, arms around, exactly the same thing that he's just been hold off for and it's just right in front of the referee, the referee's looking at it, watching that specific moment because he's had a word and sees the same and it's just stupidity I don't know what their um, Halifax manager said about it whether he agreed with the decision or not I think there's probably an element of if you give one of them you're going to give them all get all game because that happened all the time but it was he just... Went, he went full arse from Wenger about it I'm afraid didn't he didn't it. see it. He didn't see
2: it, but the lads tell me it was never a pen. <laughs> were his exact words, oh yeah. Well, well the guy one on one. the
0: radio described it as absolute idiocy. <laughs> so, and and I trust him. He seems like a reasonable kind of fella. It was idiocy. Yeah. Just
1: how like you've been warned, don't do it, and then you go and do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a best is careless, isn't it? I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And so then we have a new penalty taker step up in. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about
2: your initial thoughts. You've seen the penalty given. What are your thoughts? Are you thinking Fisher? Are you thinking uh, somebody else? Who, before you see anything, what what are you thinking here? Grant Smith coming up to to wallop one in, or <laughs>
1: um, I didn't give it too much thought because almost immediately Matt Worthington has the ball in his hands, ready to go. And after the after the game, Mark Cooper said, "I." They decided between them that Matt Worthington was gonna be on penalties and it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? He's that kind of ruthless. Seems Deliger. a bit seems like a bit of an ice cold killer in situations. Um and yeah, he just hit it hard and kept it low enough that the keeper didn't get too much of a hand on it. I think he I think the pace that he got on it was the real sort of Difference maker there. The keeper did get quite a good hand on it into the roof of the net. He got a very good hand onto it. <laughs> mm. He definitely got done by the
2: pace. It was a nice hike for the keeper. Um. But if you've got the confidence to grab a ball quickly and stick your laces through something after making a definitive decision, that's where I'm putting it. And you hit it, then it doesn't matter if the keeper gets hand to it. It's going to be too hard and it's going to go in. That's exactly what you need. Big fan. Mid-
0: midfield cucumber, isn't he? The, what a midfield cucumber cool as a cucumber
2: right the ginger cucumber ginger cucumber
0: yeah. um, <laughs> you never heard that expressing called as a cucumber yeah pretty yeah.
1: cool it's not a cucumber
0: in midfield <laughs> no well yeah you don't see too many of them these days do you but i'm sure <laughs> cucumbers on midfields two. no cucumbers in midfield oh okay oh, i see him. um but yeah so in one nil up a half time and. Uh, well, can't, can't not be happy about that, can you? But that probably didn't deserve it, though. Would it be fair to say? Yeah, I, balance think was, of play?
1: I think it was definitely against the run of play. I yeah. think Halifax was certainly more up for it. Not necessarily up for it, but the way they were playing was more conducive to creating opportunities. So um, I thought they were, yeah, in the ascendancy, but, you know, it's okay. a bit of a bit of a smash and grab and I I kind of at half time I was I wasn't down particularly because we just scored it was good but I sort of was hoping we were gonna see a bit of bit more of an improvement with us on the ball and actually playing. I think you know we didn't see anything of Olawabore in the first half barely got a touch of the ball and it wasn't in the same way that when we played Gateshead and he got the ball he was surrounded by loads of people or we just never particularly got the ball to him in the right Positions, um, and it was definitely that midfield was definitely like a box, it was back to the box midfield with Oliver Borey and Worthington, like the two behind Alex Fisher. So, who
0: was the um, the Phil Foden that everyone was saying, Bring Phil Foden on, he'll he'll change the world. He's like, you know, He'll, he'll say, save us all. Who was our Phil Foden?
1: Uh, we didn't really have a Phil Foden style, <laughs> we? well, it would be right? nice if we had Phil Foden, <laughs> He's no, they, not very like, much. There, there wasn't Anthony, Anthony Giorgio. There wasn't like obviously there were they're good players on the bench, but there wasn't anyone who you're thinking need a to bring. Spark. Yeah. Bring them on to make something happen in the middle of midfield. Like, I don't think you'd want to bring Lawson Diaff into that. No. Just yet. I think you want to be a couple goals to the good before you maybe risk him in those situations because Halifax had a lot of the ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but so second half, there wasn't any changes. Um, and came out and it kind you you say it got a bit better because the the conditions were well against us, but that was in our favor.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So when we were kicking it long, because it the wind didn't take it all the way out, it was kind of easier to easier to manage, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It was going up but coming back a little bit. But as that second half War on, the conditions got a lot worse, and sort of Yeovil were being battered by wind, rain, and Halifax with the ball. So it was a real sort of challenging environment, challenging conditions. But um, yeah, we we had a we kind of had a couple of moments where we were going forward, but I don't remember their keeper having to make anything particularly any really important saves in that. Second half, there was no no chances created as such. There was a couple of crosses into the box and free kicks from further out that caused a couple of problems. But they sort of they defended really well. Um, And it wasn't until sort of the seventy fifth minute when Matt Warrington gets a kick on the ankle that everything sort of changed.
0: So have you seen the sending off, Ben? The second booking. Yes. Yeah. First booking was, was, was 100% the booking, wasn't it? C- 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 silly foul. Yeah. Second booking. What, what, what did you think about it when you saw it live, in?
1: I thought the yellow card was going to Luke Summerfield for the trip. <laughs> and was quite surprised when I saw the red card come out after the yellow card.
0: Yeah. What did you think, Ben, when you saw it? I mean, you, you and I both knew what was going to happen, I suppose. but Like watching okay. the Titanic. You kind of get a clue where
2: this is going. Yeah. Um I didn't think it was anything. I didn't think it was a foul. I didn't think it was a dive. I didn't think it was anything. He, there's a leg stuck out. Matt Worthington tries to avoid it. I think because he almost gets back up. He's, he doesn't appeal yeah. for anything. He doesn't look. It, for that's people. what I thought. And it, he jumps up.
0: Like yeah, he wait, jumps up not, because
2: yeah. is it Jamie Andrews picks the ball up? And I think he wants the ball off Jamie Andrews. Yeah. And so he hears the whistle and thinks, oh, fine, okay, we'll have the free kick instead then. And then he gets booked. I I don't think it's anything. I really don't think it's anything. I don't think it's a foul.
0: I don't think it's a dive. It's nothing. Play on with. Mm. Just looking for things that aren't there. Yeah. Well, Mark Cooper said afterwards, didn't he? Making decisions that he doesn't have to make um, at that point. And then for, for 15 minutes, he's got well, by the sound of it, both dugouts on his back because <laughs> uh, the Halifax manager was less than complimentary about him, wasn't he, at the end? So it sounds like, I know, rule one of the, this podcast is not to talk about referees, but sounds like, well, Mark Cooper got booked for saying something to the referee, didn't he? I think yeah, he said, and that
1: was, that was uh, that, so the, there was a situation where a Halifax player goes down and he goes down holding his head. Then Alex Fisher gets wiped out and it should be a free kick. But instead of blowing for the free kick, the referee says it's a head injury. Turned out it wasn't a head injury. He's just limping along. Mark Cooper is obviously fuming because he's not really given a free... But He could have blown up and given the free kick, but he never really does that. There's a free kick after, so he's given the free kick, but he's not actually made it clear that it's a free kick. So Mark Cooper gets... Fired up and given a yellow card, and it's just, yeah. I think I don't know. Maybe he didn't like the rain, but he really struggled as as the game went on. I didn't think it was a. I didn't think it was a second yellow. I. I, I don't want to be all not that type of player, but Worthy doesn't particularly go down easily or look for fouls. He generally gets kicked and carries on. So yeah. I thought it was interesting that Josh Droughton said that he thought
2: the referee might have been trying to even things up. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite a bold claim, but um, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at the referee's stats now. Loves a card, this dude. It's his fourth red card of the season already. Just racks them up for fun. Six yellows, six yellows, four yellows, four yellows, three yellows, one red, four yellows, one red. Yesterday, three yellows, one red. Keep your card in your pocket, you idiot
0: but that leaves us with 10 men for fit for the final 15 minutes in a game where the opposition has probably been or well, had the better chances. Certainly Grant Smith has pulled off a couple of great saves as well. Sorry. The, the best goalkeeper in the national Thank league you. has pulled off a couple of great saves there. Um, again, did you fear for us at that point? Um,
1: I don't know. There was lots of stuff coming in from distance. So there's the key Spence effort, which goes sort of straight at him, but is really flying. Then there's that one that the right back hits with his left foot that sort of curls in towards the back post that he keeps out. But they didn't create masses of openings inside the six-yard box. There's one later on. I think it was Festus Arthur. Who right at the very over end of the bar. Yeah. Um, which was probably their best chance, but they brought players on to make a difference. Um, that they didn't really do it. Their number nine who came on, whose name I can't remember how to pronounce. Wav-y? Yeah, something like that.
0: Um,
1: if we find his first name. We'll just call him that. Manny. Um, Manny, and he was a Manny, bit.
0: Manny, 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 Manny. <laughs> <laughs> Bambi.
1: <Bernie. laughs> he was a bit Bambi on ice. I don't know if it was just the pitch, but he kept slipping over. I always touch was poor. Didn't really get his shots away. And then they they bring on a uh, Rolls Royce in attacking midfield. He has a couple of couple of spells on the ball. They
0: found the keys for it yet? Yeah?
1: No, not really. I think it needs an MOT. <laughs> um he did he didn't he wasn't yeah he was just coming back from injury I think Warburton but he he didn't really he wasn't able to unlock it really there was lots of trying but then we started taking our time on throws trying to win free kicks and then you know that kills a bit of time where you decide who's going to take it how long it's going (laughs) to where it needs to be and all of that Grant Smith did get a booking for milking some of those goal kicks um, can
0: you milk a gold shake <laughs> yeah yeah oh,
1: Ben, ben yeah. Ben's got the action down. <laughs> I think that's what he's doing uh <laughs> yeah and and it was just finding those little moments to poop house the time away, and we managed to do it like and and I think in those conditions, in that horrific weather, it was a brilliant performance. To to see it out. And I think the disappointment of how we played and the style of play is far outweighed by those three points at the end, because it wasn't until sort of the red card really that I felt the fans got up for it and got going. It was almost like, oh, we better, we better cheer him on now and see him through, see him through this. And fine, we'll help him out again. (laughs) And it, yeah, it, came good. It came good. It was um, a different kind of result, but I think it was really important off the back of that nil-nil at Notts County. If we lost that, all that brilliant defending and all the talk after the nil-nil last week would have been totally worthless. The result means nothing because you haven't managed to get something at home. So, to get three points in that manner is massive.
0: Yeah. I think it was interesting that well Mark Cooper I think summed it up perfectly when he said in you know a few weeks time no one will remember that performance but everyone will remember that result as one of those where, where we dug it out but also listening to Josh Dalton talk at the end about how results relieve pressure and hopefully then enable the team to play more like Although it might take a pre-season to get us playing exactly the way the manager wants us to play. But it also sounds like the way the players want to play as well, with a bit more attacking verve um, uh, to us. So that was, a, I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting comment. And hopefully, hopefully one that's that's true. I probably do still need... What We're five points above the dreaded dotted line now, aren't we? But there's other teams below us who played less games and everything. So a bit difficult to figure out exactly what it all means. But, yeah, you feel like we need to make it a bit more of a run, don't we?
2: You can feel that. Like you, you you feel yourself looking up at the few places above you in the table rather than down. Yeah. A matter of weeks ago, when we lost to Woking, you were looking at things going, oh, jeez, Scunthorpe are close. They're not anymore, really. Seven points off of us. They're six points off getting anywhere near Torquay long way down the bottom. We can overtake Halifax next week if we win. I know there's if buts, and maybes and all the rest of it, but we can. We can get to York to Altringham teams that we were nowhere near a few weeks ago.
0: And there's other teams that are starting to find themselves in problems as well, aren't they? York being mm. a perfect example.
2: Yep. yeah, mm. exactly. They're dropping like flies. If we can start adding like you say, just consistency and runs. And again, you you could argue go to Bromley, get a point, but come back and it's Scunthorpe next week. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're looking at draw win, draw win, draw win. Clean sheets all over the shop. You're thinking, well, hang on, this is now a run. And and that's what you you build on and the idea that maybe in January when when transfer windows start moving in the EFL and things start moving about that there might be some deals and some players around and You can start to build that way, but it's been, we've said it before, haven't we? This little run at home is absolutely massive. And well, Maidenhead, Gateshead and Halifax have all come and all gone back with very little.
1: I think we could go to Bromley fairly optimistic, can't we? Yeah, why not? They're they're not doing brilliantly at the moment. Also, we, we seem to get results there. Because for some reason they hate us and we don't really care about them. Oh, yeah, um, they do hate us, don't they? Yeah, yeah. What's up with that?
0: It was, wasn't it all about that, um, do you remember that game where their keeper went off and um, Reese Murphy, wasn't it? Do you remember they had like a really nasty collision in a home game? I think it was first season down. Yeah. Um, I think it maybe stems from that, but yeah, I think they won the weekend, didn't they? They did. Bit, dorky. Like, oh, yeah, Weeks Murphy after seven minutes. Yeah, I remember that. when Holland
2: came off. Cousins had to go and go.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, then
2: uh,
1: Gabby Rogers scored in the FA Cup hmm. extra time, didn't he? Yeah. Then last season it was yeah, Charlie Wakefield White. and Knowles and then Andy Woodman offered everyone out, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Was, that the, was it Bournemouth and... Sorry, was it Bromley in the lockdown season when Darren Saul got, did he get sent off? He got sent off in a game, didn't he? And they put him in like a, he was in the bar having to watch it or something. He couldn't go up in the stand. I can't remember where it was. There was I definitely.
0: No, I think that was somewhere like Maidenhead or somewhere like that, but no, I don't no. think that was Bromley, but yeah. But anyway. No. never mind. Have they yeah. still
2: got Michael Cheek? Mm, they do, yeah. 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 No, he always plays well against us, that fella
0: scored on Saturday as well. I think they had a player sent off, though. Oh. They're had, the had player sent off early. I tell you, someone who is scoring plenty, Omar, so wouldn't he? I Back think down. he's he's got about five, I think, this season. He scored again at the, at the weekend. Anyway. Mm. Omar. So, yes, yeah, all in all, not pretty, but who cares? Um, on to the next one. Sounds like us, doesn't it? Not pretty, but on to the next one.
1: <laughs>
0: questions? Questions? Do you want to take Facebook? Have you got Facebook? Ah, yes, there were a few Facebook questions. If you bear with me one second, I will find them. I've Let's got. Talk amongst yourselves. I've
1: got Twitter. If you want me to go with Twitter,
0: uh, go on then. Get, uh, oh, actually, no, I found them now. Um, <laughs> it. There, there's a, it. A, yeah, there's a few questions here about um, well, so. Uh, one of them is uh, was it a was it a um a penalty um, and we've we've already answered that one uh, but Hilton Mason asked, are simulation and shirt pulling professional or cheating um if examples of head or feet and heads not doing the talking um so I think he's saying are are si- professional is- fouls or outright cheating yeah. A sim simulation and shirt pulling,
2: specifically. What do we think?
0: <laughs> Outright cheating or professional?
1: <laughs> I I mean, I think it's cheating. Would you just? Desc- I describe a professional foul as one of those tackles yeah. where you're pretty sure you're not going to get something, but at least you've tried to do it within the spirit of the game. Whereas it feels a bit pulling someone's shirt when they're running away. Mm. Just feels like a bit That's a bit cheating and yeah. Got cheating face.
2: cheating would be a straight red card offence. I don't think either of those are straight red card offences. No.
1: Okay. So That'd what's what do you mean? So like
2: if it was would, if 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 we were putting to say the ball that, up your
1: shirt and running with it in the goal. is that cheating? Straight um, red? Probably. No, but like <laughs> If something was to
2: be determined as being cheating, then it would be deemed a red card offence, would it not?
0: I don't know, because if you pull someone's shirt back, if you pull them back by the shirt, it's probably going to give you a booking, isn't it? Depends, but, yeah. But 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 that in itself is cheating, isn't it? Because you're claiming an unfair advantage completely cynically. It's a contact sport I- <laughs> Okay. Def- definition of cheating probably it- um, is required.
1: In the nineties when Marseille yeah. paid off players of other teams and won the French league.
0: Yeah. That cheating, Absolutely. and is that a red card? <laughs> I think that's yeah, probably more than a red card, <laughs> that isn't it? I'd have thought. Yeah. Expulsion. Yeah. I would say. I'm not sure we can compare um anything that happened on Saturday <laughs> with that though. Assuming that we are referring, Hilton's question does refer to um uh, Worthington if he's talking about simulation but it wasn't simulation. well that is the other question the other question was did Matt Worthington dive but I think we've all agreed that we don't think he did dive so yeah um, and the other question is has got nothing to do with football so I'll save that one till the end okay do you want their Twitter questions
1: yeah I've got them I've got them I'll try and find some that aren't food related <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this other Facebook
0: them. one is food related
1: uh, Clevo, who's Clevo. happy with it, happy with a cleano, one would assume. Yeah. Uh, should we be looking to get the best keeper in the league tied down to contract extension, saleable asset, and don't want to lose him on a free transfer? Exactly. Someone's uh, someone's read the odd five conclusions from Notts County. There
2: you
0: go. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that sounds I'm like an opportunity for Ben to say, "I told him they're all <laughs> coming round to my <laughs> way of thinking now." And uh,
1: another one from Clevo with us already onto our third penalty taker of the season in Worthy, who's next to step up? Who punctuation Clevo, who's next to step up if we get awarded one next week in his absence?
0: That's a great question. Grant Smith, Grant Smith, yeah, best keeper in the league, best penalty taker in the league. He scored one, didn't he? He scored one in that, that, yeah,
2: he did, yeah, Grant Smith. Yeah. Nailed on. Answer, please, Jeff.
0: Yeah.
2: Right, oh, okay, so
1: you? you got one? Oh, okay. um, you uh, to me. be honest
0: with you, I I, I I let Alex Fisher take it um, again. Oh, I know, adventure. I know, I know he, he did not do very well again in in, in that one, but I, I still think he's the kind of um, person with the experience and the sure headedness um, to take one.
2: Sure headedness. Was that a fish yeah. joke? Was that a what? A fish, fish pun on the shore?
0: Uh, if rotten, <laughs> but I'll take it, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Is he is he high up the scale for penalty takers? Because <sighs> he's a fish. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. How about um, you? I think, I don't know, I think Staunton would just welly one in, don't you? I feel like he'd shear a penalty into the top yeah. corner, like really just... He
2: didn't take one though against Weymouth.
0: Yeah, but okay. Tom Knowles did, and look what happened there. It's
2: a valid point. Jamie record would be quite high on my list as well.
1: Left foot yeah. can't take penalties. Yeah, well, this one can take a it right foot. It's fine. <laughs> I where and Andrews. I'd like maybe Andrews.
0: Mm.
1: Pressure
2: on a young kid. Yeah.
0: Got Step on. up, Grant Smith, God. mate. Step yeah. up, Tom.
1: Give it, give it, Smith. Give, <laughs> give it, it Smith. best keeper in the league. Yeah. Okay. Um, Paddy asks, "Which articles on the Gloverscast website do you think led to the presser ban?" Gee, <laughs> <Jeez>. Dave, Dave, <laughs> well, have you got the list? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, we just won't, we won't answer it. that
2: one, Paddy. We've asked it, but yeah, we've only got a we've only got a finite amount of time here,
1: Paddy. <laughs> you <year> or <night. laughs> not There might that. be another one. Tomorrow. I'm worse. Oh, Segway, <laughs> Segway. Okay. Gonna do yeah, it, the do rest it the rest of the questions are food based questions so yeah. let's uh... we can do it
2: can do it yeah.
0: okay so there is an article if you look on uh mm-hmm. your website or our website i, I should say, say today providing that it's um it has uh, has gone up which well, talks providing about it's got past the lawyers yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but yeah. So if anybody remembers the land deal, oh goodness, who could forget something that exciting, um, which was obviously completed when South Somerset District Council took ownership of Hewis Park and surrounding lands at the um, on the 20th of May, I think it was this year. So um, one uh, ahead of that deal, there was a, a picture that people might remember, which showed the Hewis Park area And a load of it was in blue, and that was called the non-core land, which is basically the top pitches behind the away end, the car park, and that sort of weird bit of land where the um, next game at Hewish Park sign is. Um, And that was a non-core land, which I think everybody kind of accepted. That was the bit that if there was going to be development of whatever form, that that would be where it was. And then there was another chunk of land, which was the stadium itself, the roads and sort of land around it so the bit behind the thatchers bit behind the um screw fix stand and and, and so on and the 3g surface a little carp up there and what we now know uh, well what is the marquee now if anybody was um, reading the website last week you'll have seen that the marquee is a planning application got in for the marquee to move to a area within the secure compound of hewish park which um from what stuart robbins had mentioned in an interview Earlier in the year, it seems like it's going to be an area behind the Thatcher stand, so we wait and see exactly what that does. But what we've um, discovered through a question that we asked to South Somerset District Council is that the boundaries of the core land, um, which is land which has restrictions around it, which in the words of South Somerset District Council, the core land contains restrictions as to use so that it can only be used for football club and ancillary purposes so I think that basically means that the stadium and anything that's in the core land is football related and um, ancillary purposes I guess means things that are related to people being able to get in and out the stadium and all that kind of jazz so what you can see from looking at a picture of the stadium the picture that South Somerset District Council has provided to us is that the core land has come in to basically cover just the stadium and the bits of land around it and the, you know, the area behind the thatchers and the area behind the, um, the main stands and so forth. What it doesn't cover now is the area where the marquee is and the area where the um, 3G pitch is. So that obviously suggests that as it's not in the core land, it's now in non-core land, that that means that it, it doesn't have restrictions on it for it to be used for um used for football club and ancillary purposes to directly quote south somerset district council so what does that mean that means that uh, well again i'm going to read this directly so nobody can accuse me of making these things up um i'm going to read it directly from what south somerset district council have said to us so they have said the core land lease boundary was revised and interesting uh, uh, for a point of um, clarification, this revision was before the sale took place. So before May the 20th, this was all done, um, although it wasn't announced or released as part of the um, uh, anything that came out around then. So although it's been a fact for several months, it wasn't something that certainly I knew or we knew or, or anyone as far as I am aware knew. So the, back to the quote. The core lease boundary was revised to exclude the 3G chaining pitch, as detailed legal work led by South Somerset District Council to require its original freehold land, which was already on long lease to YTFC, to be entirely excluded. Now, so that means, as I've said, that the 3G pitch, the area where the marquee is, isn't um, in the core land because of there was already um, a, a lease on it to the, to the football club and that was a requirement of South Somerset District Council. So why have they done this? So it said, the thinking around the core lease was that it allowed flexibility for the 3G pitch to be relocated onto the long leasehold area if required. So basically that suggests that maybe, and it's uh, none of this is, is, def- is definite, it just leaves options open. There's not any concrete plans, as we know. The, um, the chairman, Scott Priestnell, has come out and said that he expects the development plans, a preferred um, scheme, as I think he referred to it at the Supporters Alliance meeting the other week. Is they are going to be available? I think you said should be available before Christmas. So we'll wait and see what these concrete plans are. But what this does show is that the, this area where the 3G pitches, where the marquee is a bit of carpet park there is now has no restrictions on it so it potentially frees that area up for development which is a big difference from what we were what we were told before now that would suggest that the 3G pitch would be relocated as South Somerset District Council have said there where it will be relocated we don't know but there are obviously areas by where the car park is or presumably I don't know that that area where the where the top pitches are I'm not sure but onto the long leasehold area so that would presumably be somewhere else on on the Hewish Park site, which would mean that potentially that area could be could be freed up for development so but that doesn't get us banned from something and I don't know what will did that Can, make sense can't
1: ban something that is already banned No,
0: yeah, that is true yeah
1: um yeah. yeah that does make sense i think it's so the the long leasehold area is the eastern side of the car park so right down next to the road the main road that runs alongside abbey manor between abbey manor and the football club western
0: so it, avenue i think they call yeah. It, don't they? yeah 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 so so there is that like you said there's that strip of lad isn't there at the top of the top of the car park but like they say, so South Somerset District Council says it allows flexibility for. It doesn't say this is definitely going to happen. It allows flexibility for, but something we didn't know before, although it's been known to some people for quite some time.
1: But. And that's what bugs me about this is that we had councillor on, councillor John Clark came on. We've talked about non-core and core land. And it's like, the deal is controversial enough already. Like, if you were able to say, this is what the core land now looks like, and this is the reasoning behind it, if you do that six months ago, rather than us having to ask the council, and this is as as much on the
0: council as anyone else, I'm gonna say I think it is the council, isn't it? Because yeah. it's the council's land now. In yeah. in kind of in in many ways, this has got nothing to do with the football club anymore. Because it's not their land; they don't own it really. If the council say they want to do something with it, they can do what they like because they bought it, in Lock Stock and Barrel.
1: Can they clear the path between the stadium and the traffic lights on Western Avenue? That clear the path of is what? Uh, leaves water mud just general gardening winter debris oh. that makes it impossible to walk along that
0: would be a good start okay i'll I'll so I'll submit that as a request but on the SSDC website
1: presumably they'll say it's not up to us it's up to the tenants yeah and then your back to yeah but the council owns this but the landlord has to do this but the council yeah. has to do this it's just Murky yeah. and bollocks.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I, I think that I think the one thing that again we need from from all of this is some kind of idea of what these plans are, what the plans are for the development of the land. And I know that um, we've been told that they should be available before Christmas. So that's not very long away, is it? Now, so less than a month away from 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 Christmas Day. And when we um uh, we asked South Somerset District Council again. Whether they were going to, uh, they could provide any more details. They said that they didn't say this example. They, they declined to, to comment. Shall we say I? 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 I don't think they want to give a running commentary to the likes of us about what's um, what's going on at WEM. But obviously the um the chairman in. Know, uh, and in fairness to him and uh, he'll probably be falling over now if he's listened to this and hearing me being fair to him but he, he did give a pretty comprehensive update at the last supporters alliance meeting which you can be because all the minutes are on our website uh, and he talked about how um, plans will go to public consultation before they get submitted formally as a planning application which is good um and then as i said the details of the preferred scheme should be available before christmas um but the formal application for them will take place um uh, next year and he explained that he's not just looking to develop the land but also redevelop the stadium so a lot will be told we will learn a lot from these plans and that's probably what we need next isn't it
2: well after the fans forum that's got about three days to take place
0: yes that's right yeah fans <laughs> forum in November yeah
1: those plans will come gift wrapped by Scrooge <laughs> <laughs> well
0: <sighs> yes so segue did you like that Good Great segue?
2: segue very good segue.
1: yeah right. mid gcqs into some foodie questions
0: yeah nice. well i've got one on facebook can i go with the facebook quick. one first just, just,
1: can,
2: just yeah. a quick thing oh. you you talked about uh, christmas within a month are the trees up yet lads no, oh, no.
1: i haven't had, i haven't got time i haven't had time we're going to london next weekend as you well. make time for the christmas tree the probably no, no i'm not via Bromley? No, I don't think that'll fly. I have a word. <laughs> Twelve thirty kickoff.
0: You yeah. could you could be in London for lunchtime, right? Y- yeah, you don't need to fly to London either. <laughs> I don't think um,
1: no. Don't think but I don't know what time the bus gets in. We'll probably miss kickoff. Yeah, probably. Are you on the berries? Uh, oh yeah.
0: Nice. Um uh, also to say the terrace competition.
2: Oh yeah. Oh god you don't have to do that. When's the first?
0: Can say that's next Thursday, I think the first so yeah i'll tweet it i'll put it out tomorrow on the on the socials get your um get your what do you call entries in your your yeah entries if you want to win one of the two terrace giveaway mystery box thingies
2: my okay d- my daughter's got a doctor's appointment on the morning so i'll, I'll pick a winner
1: on the afternoon there you go then we'll pick a winner and um, you'll randomly draw a winner.
0: Yeah,
1: not amateur (laughs) setup. I'll pick who I want to win.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say when when you say randomly draw, are you going to like do some like really abstract art or something, some random drawing? Yeah, very good, Dave. Very good. We've segued
1: about four times now. Segue, segue,
0: segue. So there's a question from Mark Swatridge on Facebook saying, "Do sprouts get a bad rap?" Yes,
1: love a sprout. I had sprouts today. Yeah. Yeah. On the, the the roast. Um they're okay. I can take them or leave them. You're not doing them right. Okay. Well i tell that to my dad. Um Freddie, yesterday I asked Freddie, Do you want sprouts and cabbage when we go over for dinner? Uh he said, Yeah, sprouts are my favourite. I also
0: like Brussels sprouts. Oh hi, okay, right. So uh, What what other kind of sprouts is he into? (laughs) I don't know. Bean sprouts?
1: (laughs) I think he just knows them as Brussels sprouts. But Uh, uh, when I asked him if he liked them, yeah, also likes Brussels.
0: Um, I don't mind Brussels sprouts as long as they don't taste like Brussels sprouts. So if they've been cooked in butter and garlic and bacon and chestnuts and anything that basically stops them tasting like Brussels sprouts, I'm all right with them, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that food-related question.
1: Okay, a food-related question here from Dexter Tyson. My father has suddenly decided to put Marmite or peanut butter on his crumpets. Now, I think it's a no-no. What do you think, lads?
0: Marmite, yes. Peanut butter, no. But peanut butter, no on anything. So, um, but Marmite, yes, on crumpets or anything you like, really. Probably anything. <laughs> Probably a rest. Cornflakes. Something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no,
2: no. You went in different directions there. Dave was suggesting about getting arrested and you just said on the cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Very if you put him Marmite
0: on cornflakes, you should be arrested. But, yeah.
2: um, yes, Marmite's absolutely fine on uh, crumpets. Uh, tell your dad to go for a bit of cheese on top. Treat himself. Enjoy it. Uh, on top we, of the Marmite? On top of the Marmite. Absolutely. Uh, you're right, though, Dave. Peanut butter is a no on nothing, on anything. Hate it. Awful
0: no. stuff.
1: Yeah. Ian, I any strong we're, feelings we're, on either? We're all, we're all aligned on this, I think. Are we? Yeah, we're all we'll, aligned.
0: All we'll alignment. United front. Well done.
1: Like it. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. And Huishu uh, you? Advent calendars. Yes or no? If yes, which would be your choice? Chocolate slash sweets. Alcohol. He's clarified beers, gins, whiskeys and cocktails, just in case you didn't know what alcohol is. <laughs> <laughs> um, fragrances slash cosmetics. Coffees slash teas. Lego slash toys. Other Cheese. Yep. There's a cheese advent calendar made at Ilchester cheese, by the way, just around the corner. Right. So, advent calendars, yes or no? Yes, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for advent calendars. Yeah. I'm for them, but I don't get them anymore. No. I'm just getting them days, for right? the
0: grandkids. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but usually so- chocolate, I've, I've never known them. You know, I think cheese would be, wouldn't cheese go funny if you left it for too long?
2: Well, I'm assuming you keep it in the fridge, mate.
0: You you keep an advent calendar in the fridge. Well, if it's a cheese one, yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) What are you so offended by? (laughs) The thought of an advent calendar in the fridge just seems odd, to say the the least. But (laughs) I've been designated to bring crackers for Christmas, as in, uh, in fact, I was told to bring cheese and crackers. Oh. Yeah. So I was told to bring cheese and crackers. crackers. No, well, exactly. So that is what you would think. I was requested to bring cheese and crackers. So I bought a great big box of Jacob's crackers. Other crackers are available. And a wheel of cheese from a <laughs> market in, near me, um, which is literally a wheel of about 15, 16 different uh, cheeses. One of which is Christmas pudding. Christmas pudding cheese. I'm can not we, sure. C- can, we, can we stop doing things to cheeses? Well, I mean, there is... What, what kind of cheese would you
2: like stop putting fruit in cheese
0: okay
2: just as as I mean a rule, I've never
0: personally put fruit in cheese I feel a bit attacked by no those. but as as
2: a rule I saw I saw a Jack Daniels cheese the other day in one of the like no stop 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 pissing about with cheese
0: just let cheese be cheese
2: unbelievable
0: okay
1: let it cheese let it cheese
0: <laughs> um but yes, yeah, so I, I cheese and crackers. I was told to bring cheese and crackers, so I went right. Okay, I've got cheese and crackers. Here they are. No crackers, as in Christmas poor crackers. So that now, now I've had to get them. But no, the ones you've got I do have, a whole way of, have, of
1: cheese to eat as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got plenty of uh, plenty of cheese and cheese. Apparently, cheese the biscuits. They're biscuits that go with cheese. They're not crackers, but anyway. Um, Anyway, that, that, so that was just saying that the crackers have got Lego in them, Well, yeah. that kind of went back Good to
2: the huge point. <laughs> um, uh, my, my my kids have got book advent calendars, right? A Hey Doggy book advent calendar and a Marvel Avengers uh, book one for Ollie. On. Yeah. A chat a, a page each day, a chat no a, a day. book a day, wow. like a little short story <laughs> every day. Do you have it's to like put Harry these in? Potter
1: in the Order of the Phoenix like thickness? No, it's
2: like a it's like a whacking great. Hey, that's got to be pretty sizable, isn't it? Yeah, it's about the size of Ollie. <laughs> wow, they're only—they're they're quite small. The individual ones are probably about um, a, a large coaster. Individual sorts books, right?
1: Like the ones you get in the McDonald's Happy Meals every now and again. Yes, that size. They're okay. the books. So twenty-four of them.
2: Nice. Yes, They're good, and I—I I do appreciate an advent calendar. The wife does. My wife gets the Lego
0: ones, Lego Star Wars ones. They're unnecessarily expensive.
1: Can I say, yeah, having we've...
0: been to uh, Casa Barrett, uh, Mrs. Barrett has a very impressive um collection of lots of kind of Star Wars-related, not memorabilia. What do you call that? Paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. Good word. Good word. Yeah, she does lots so, of. There's loads of, about the whole
2: house. I've got loads in front of me here. I got the um. What's the big ship called?
0: Death Star.
1: <laughs> no, Death Star. no, the mm-hmm. thing that. The Millennium Falcon. That's the that's the fella.
0: I got one of them up here. Right. There you go. Oh. He's looking. He's looking up like it's about <laughs> to attack him or something. Yeah. Well, it might be.
1: At least, um, at least someone in the house knows about films and. Yeah,
2: true. Yeah. There's, there's something there's something called an X-wing here. Does that mean yeah. anything to anybody? Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's
0: something called an X-wing
2: here. Um, oh, I'm assuming that's because its wings are in the shape
1: of an X. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: clue in them.
0: What's
2: yep, the? Boy. There's like a there's like a ro- like a grey robot thing that I think walks. An oh
1: yeah, eighty a- eighty Walker. Eighty A-T-A-T? eighty. Yeah. At, yeah. Like the number. No, at eighty. Oh, I
2: don't mean eight. I don't mean eight zero eight zero. No, no.
1: Let's we'll
2: go phonics. At. At. I thought you were going down the C three PO route. Okay, well there's there's one of them here as well. Right.
1: And is that Lego? Yeah. There's been yeah. some big bucks spent on Star Wars Lego and you've no idea. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Honestly, we've uh, there is genuine requirements that it might be on the insurance, on the house insurance. <laughs> it's that valuable. Please yeah. don't come and burgle us for our Lego. Thank you very much. No,
0: I won't I won't tell you where Ben lives, but if you are gonna burgle him, you need to have um some good running legs because you have to there's a, quite a hill outside Ben's house. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Back. Uh, if you're running downhill, you're probably going to fall over as well. So especially uh, carrying all that Lego. What
1: yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Ben's really fast and all.
0: Well, I I, I reckon he's got to turn the pace on him if he needs one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Coom- St Nicholas number nine. Correct. Yeah,
0: exactly. Number nine. Give him the ball, to score it every time. Ah. <laughs> oh, I miss <laughs> Reese Murphy, but every time I read about him being injured all the time, I don't miss him so much. I do miss that song though. Oh. Good. Are we out of <laughs> questions?
1: Are we done? That's That's it. It. That 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 is mean, all question. the questions. Yeah, we finished on the advent calendar one.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. other points of note: Ollie Holbert's gone to Plymouth Parkway. He didn't play because they got the game called off about ten minutes before kickoff, Which, when you're playing against the
0: police, yeah, Metropolitan Police, that seems like an offense, ho- ho-
2: doesn't it? Hope they've got their uh, <laughs> uh, affairs in order with that postponement. Um,
0: and something else. Into the terrace competition. Do that. Yeah. And complete the October um, tell us what you thought of October nomination. Yeah, well, the
1: November one will be out.
0: November one will <laughs> be out soon. And, and it's, November.
2: And it's um Glover's past? Oh no, that's next week, isn't it? That's the next week. Yeah, that's, that's and next week. Ignore I said that for another week. Okay. So was something else, but it can't be that important. Crack on.
0: I've got I I've got one last thing to say, if it can be the last thing to say. Please.
2: Yeah.
0: Just like to wish today, um, Sunday, uh, Sunday, as we speak to it, a very happy birthday to my very good friend and the manager of the Overtown Community Sports Trust, Sarah Bradley. Happy birthday, Sarah. Yay!
2: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's
1: Lindergaard making for his pedal?